Shalom, shalom, man. This is the Najib Melchizedek, and this is the Ashlocratic Hepzibah. This is the podcast where we discuss all the pertinent news and information for Israel scattered all over the face of the earth and the strangers that dwell among them. Today is more of a uh, of a spiritual message than you necessarily used again for me, or everything that I say has a spiritual background, but it's less news involved, right? Today is, is something that almost I got to put in my heart to say, and I feel like if I don't say it, uh, should I be punished for it, man? I feel like Jonah. You know, when Jonah had to go to Nineveh, but he didn't necessarily want to go. I feel like Ezekiel. You know, when he had to go speak before the children of Israel, and he knew what the children of Israel had a uh, had an affinity for doing for the prophets. Um, but today we're gonna talk about uh, we'll call it principalities in high places. Right? We'll call it principalities in in high places. Um, listen, we as Israel, man, in, in, in our preface, this conversation by saying, I do have an understanding for why, right? I can't understand why we have this affinity, why we have these feelings, why we, why we act in the way that we act, why we say the things we say, why we do the things we do, right? I, I can understand it, right? Because the Bible does tell us what surely oppression maketh a wise man mad. You understand? Surely, surely oppression will do something to you, and it'll change you, all right? Surely oppression will do that to you. But, all right, that shouldn't change the fact, the facts of the Bible. That shouldn't change the facts of how Israel is supposed to act in the earth. That shouldn't change these things. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying, I'm going to also preface this by saying, there are certain situations where this is, I wouldn't say null and void, but where this actually does make sense, what I'm, what I'm going to discuss today, where it actually is something, right, that should be dealt with, something that something that has some basis behind it, but not in all situations. All right? Give me one second, man. We'll be right back. All right, so we're going to talk about principalities in high places. We're going to talk about principalities in high places. Um, now, if if you're a if you're a student of Israel, right? If you if you're if you're in no offense to this term, because I mean this is this is where all of us got at least some of the information that we know from, right? I I I used to say all the time, man. You know, I came into the truth quite literally in my bedroom, you know, studying the Bible. And I'll tell you this quick story too before I. Uh, before I dig deeper into um into where I how I came into the truth. I mean, till I dig deeper into the topic, I'll tell you how I came into the truth. So I came into the truth in my room one day, man. I had began, you know, I've been a I was a Christian my whole life. Right? So I went to church and I'll say this about my pastor too when I was in church, I'll be honest, right? Never learned the law, shoot man, they 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 cook pork hot dogs at church, you know, neck bones, they didn't care. Alright, so they didn't they they didn't keep the law. One thing I will say though is that we never had no white Jesus nowhere, right? In my Sunday school books, all right, all over my church was, was black Jesus, black disciples. My pastor even told us, hey, in, in, in our teaching, we believe we believe Christ was black. Now, he didn't go no further than that, but I, I'll have to give him that. And if you know me, you know the pastor that I had in my younger days, I don't think he was the greatest man, but I, I, will, have to tell, I will have to tell the truth and say, you know, I was taught that. Now, the pastor that I had in my older days, I think he's a, you know, he's a decent man. He just he just doesn't have the truth. You know, he just doesn't have the truth. Um, 
will do anything for anybody to give him a shirt off his back, but he, he just doesn't have the truth and uh and doesn't necessarily have an interest in, in getting the truth. Um which is which is very sad, man, because of course we know that as a shepherd you have a responsibility to teach your people the correct thing. All right, not just teach them some things, but to teach them the correct thing in all ways. But anyways, all right, so I've been a, I, I was in the Christian church, man, and um and I began to study, you know, Stokely Carmichael and um some Martin Luther King, some Malcolm X, some Marcus Garvey, you know, and I and I got this sense of, you know, black pride. You know what I'm saying? At the time is what you would call it, black pride, right? But the one that I was I was mostly focused on was Marcus Garvey, right? Because I read this quote from Marcus Garvey that resonated with me even before I was Israel. All right, and the quote from Marcus Garvey was, you know, paraphrasing, where is the black man's parliament? Where is the black man's king? Where is the black man's queen? Where is his navy? Where is his army? Where is his senators? Where is his men of high affairs? I looked and I couldn't find them, so I said I would create them. You know what I'm saying? So Marcus Garvey looked at the world situation and said, Every other nation has these things, but where are these things for the black man? And that's the reason we're in the position that we're in, because we don't have these things. Right? Because I always sat and I pondered, you know, because this is this is 2016, early 20, late 2016, early 2017, right? So I'm always in my room pondering, you know, why doesn't why doesn't the thing that happened to us happen to the Chinese man? Why doesn't it happen to the Japanese man, right? Why why does it only happen to us? Why doesn't it happen to the Arab man? Why is it only us? You know that 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 that, they, that these things happen to. Why is it only us that doesn't have a land of our own that can prosper, right? The Israelis have Saudi Arabia and the UAE and Qatar that they can follow on. The Japanese have Japan. The Chinese have China, right? So even if they are oppressed in another land, they'll always be accepted in their native land. You can look. It was a it was a lady. She she's actually she actually just uh, competed in the Olympics. I forgot her name for China. But she's a natural-born American. She naturalized as Chinese, and they let her compete in the Olympics immediately, right? Because the Chinese re recognize, okay, well, she's Chinese. And so if she's Chinese, she can compete immediately for China. We, we don't care. So they always have something they can fall back on as, you know, at the end of the day, I'm Chinese. But why doesn't a black man have these abilities, right? What country in the world is going to defend the rights of a black man? If, if a Chinese national, or even if, if Chinese citizens, right, were having – that's why that's why the Asian hate thing – that's why I didn't fall too much for it, right? No offense. Maybe it happens on some cases. I don't know. I, it doesn't happen on a wide scale because if it did, China would have something to say. All right, China, China wouldn't be silent on the issue because they, they it happened in Lesotho. In Lesotho, they had a Chinese sheep farmer, which I didn't agree with none of his tactics. His tactics was completely racist. He, he he locked people in factories, didn't let them out, you know, whipped them when he wouldn't do what he wanted. But when the Lesotho government tried to come against him, the Chinese government stepped in and said, no, nah, you ain't going to do nothing. If you do something, we're going to do something. You know what I'm saying? So, China will step in and defend their, they're not even their citizens, just, just their kinsmen. Their kinsmen by the flesh. Why didn't the Israelites have this? All right, so I'm digging through all these things. I'm pondering all these things, right? So I say, hey, man, listen, I always tell people this, man, for about somewhere between 40 minutes and two hours, I didn't believe in Christ, right? I always believed in God, but for about 40 minutes to two hours, I didn't believe in Christ. This is why I believe that Christ has a plan for my life, all right? That no man can no man can move. Because I didn't believe in Christ for all the two hours. Let me tell you how quick this happened. So I say, you know what? I'm going to pray to God. And I'm going to say, show me the truth. I prayed to God. I said, show me the truth. Who am I? Right? Where do I come from? So I said, okay, well, cool. Now, of course, pray. Now I got to do something. I always been my mindset. Pray. Now I got to do something. So I began to research. So I said, okay, cool. Let's get back to my African roots. At the time, right? What you thinking? We come from Africa. African roots. Marcus Garvey. Africa. Africa, Africa, Africa. So. 
I just quick research, right? Quick question. Where did majority of the slaves come from? Of course, you know you're gonna get the answer. The Ivory Coast, right around Ghana, right? West Africa, right in that general area. So I say, cool. I already know the history. I've studied the history, so I know Scorpio Africanus. I know what why where Africa is named. I know about um the Berlin Conference, you know what I'm saying? Where they where they split up Africa and they renamed Africa, right? Where they split it all up and they didn't really care about the true tribe. They they just split it up and divided it between them amongst themselves. So I said, okay, let me go back and let me find the first map of sub-Saharan Africa, right? It's a lot of early maps of Africa above the Sahara, Egypt, um, you know, even all the way down to Sudan, maybe. You know, it's a lot of those maps, but it's not a, it, the maps of sub-Saharan Africa didn't start until maybe the, the 1200s, 1300s. So I said, let me find the first map of, of sub-Saharan Africa. On that first map of sub-Saharan Africa, you look where where Ghana currently is, and it says Kingdom of Yauda, Kingdom of Judah. So I said, man, I heard that word before. Kingdom of Judah? Judah, Judah, I heard that's the Bible. So I said, why would they call these people the Kingdom of Judah? Then I look wider, and it said Negro land. I said, well, shit, they tell me black people come from Africa, so Negro means black. Why would it, why would it have something that, that means Negro land means land of the blacks? Why is there land of the blacks in Africa? So then you keep studying and you realize that over history, even Africans wrote about this, right? Actually, see the ham Africans wrote and said, yeah, those Negroes aren't us. It's black people in Africa that aren't Africans. I say, who are those black people? Then I go back, you know, I just began to read about the, the uh, God took me to back to the Bible. So I read in the Bible when Jesus prophesied in 70 AD and said, hey, you're going to have to flee from the Romans. You're going to have to go into the mountains and then you're going to have to hide away for a time because they're, they're you know, they're, they're going to overtry the city. Right, they're gonna surround the city, and when you see the city come past with armies, flee to the mountains. So, me once again being student in history, I know. So, at the, in seventy A.D., Rome has control of the entirety of Europe, majority of what we call the Ottomans. Now they got control of the majority of the Middle East. There's no mountains to flee to, north. They can't flee to any mountains that's north of Israel. They can't flee to Saudi Arabia, that area, the, you know, the Persian Gulf. They can, damn sure can't flee to Europe, which Rome controls 90 percent of Europe at this time. The only place they could flee that the Romans didn't control would be towards Africa. They couldn't go into Egypt because the Romans had some strong control of Egypt at the time. So they had to flee to sub-Saharan Africa. They had to flee to the, to the mountains right there down towards Ethiopia and keep going west. All right, and so then I realized, okay, cool. The people who they was called the Negroes, land of the blacks, the blacks in Africa that weren't Africans, these are Israelites. These are the people of the Bible, and these are the people who they came to get. And, of course, you can keep studying deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, and you're going to find out more and more and more and more. These people were a different people than the Africans. And the Africans knew they were a different people. They did different things. They lived a different way. They had different gods. They were monotheistic, when majority of Africa was polytheistic. They served one god, some of them. Now, of course, some of them were wicked as hell. That's the reason why we end up getting taken by ships, because even in Africa, and we don't like the admit this is like either, but even in Africa, we were wicked as hell. That's why we got put on these ships. That's why the Bible tells us the curses shall come amongst you if you don't do the things the most high God wants you to do. We always try to make it seem like we were just over in Africa being the perfect, nice, great Hebrew Israelites following the law. And then the white man came over. Oh, man, listen. We were already wicked as hell. We were wicked people. We knew who we were, but we were wicked knowing who we were. The same way we were living in the land and was wicked as hell, even knowing who we were, we were still wicked as hell. Right, so then, okay, of course, we get the history. We came over on ships, boom, 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 boom. Once once I got that basic history, though, what do you do, right? We, in my day and age, right, it's, it's commonplace to what? If you want to get on YouTube, 
Get on YouTube. So, you know, you get on YouTube and, and you just listen. You listen to whatever somebody says at the time, and you're malleable at first, right? Because the Bible tells us what? You're going to be his kids again. So now I'm a child. I'm a child again. So everything I hear, I learn, I take it as damn near gospel. Right? And you, then you start hearing the white man is the devil. The white man is the devil. This, this, that, and the third. Now, once again, I'm going to preface this again by saying that's not a false statement. Right? That's not a false statement. Look, the white man is the devil is a false statement, but the pretext that it comes from isn't necessarily false, right? When you're dealing with Scorpio Africanus, when you're dealing with Vespucci Amerigo, when you're dealing with Nero, when you're dealing with some of the kings of England, you know what I'm saying? When you're dealing with the current queen of England, right? When you're dealing with Bill Gates, right? When you're dealing with Jacob Rothschild and David Rockefeller, right? When you're dealing with the Bundys and the DuPonts, right? When you're dealing with some of these... Some of these Italian families, I can't remember the names right now, but Google some of those who, who also still run the world today. When you're dealing with the people who actually own the Vatican, when you're dealing with the Jesuits, right? When you're dealing with these principalities in high places that are of the white race, these people are the devil. But where Israel makes the mistake is, instead of focusing on David's Rothschild, Jacob, I mean, uh, David Rockefeller, Jacob Rothschild, um, Bill Gates instead of focusing on these people who are now still following up the mantle of their fathers and plotting against Israel we see the random white dude walking down the street and we take the time out of our day to say hey you the damn devil and you going to hell regardless of what you do because your fathers did XYZ XYZ and XYZ we're going to put you in chains we're going to bind you we're going to whip you Right? And there's nothing you can do about it. You can be as righteous as you want to be, but at the end of the day, we're going to whip you and we're going to beat you. We're going to put you in chains and we're going to do horrible things to you because of what your fathers did. Even though they ain't carried on the sins of their fathers. Some of them are, right? So we got to do who just, and this is the point. We got, let me explain to you a situation that that's the epitome of this. We got the situation that just happened in Buffalo, right? The grocery store where the white dude shot up 10 black people and said, this is because they were black. Wrote on the gun, here's your reparations, nigger. And how long did that stay in the news cycle? And, and Forget the news. How long did that stay in the minds and hearts of black people? Three days, maybe? Three, four days? How long did Kyle Rittenhouse stay in the minds and hearts of black people? Two or three weeks? How long are we talking about Kyle Rittenhouse who didn't kill a black person? Killed a pedophile. Killed a pedophile, but only thing on our mind is Kyle Rittenhouse for two, three weeks. Right? God kills black people and says it's because they're black and it's on our mind for maybe two or three days. And that's the epitome of the problem. The problem is they've made us focus. They see, okay, cool, they're waking up. So now let's shift their focus. We got to take the focus off of Jacob Jacob Rockefeller. I mean, Jacob Rothschild, David Rockefeller, the Bundys, the DuPonts, the Vespucci's. We got to take their mind off of these people who are really conspiring to kill them. The Pelosi's, the Bushes, the Disney's, Planned Parenthood. We got to take their mind off of the people who are really looking to kill them and just put on a hey, they ran walk, dude, white dude walking on the street. Hey, bro, he the damn devil. He the damn devil. Only Israel going to be saved. No one else is going to be saved. Everybody else is going into bondage. Everybody else is going into chains. 
Not that not in the bondage part, see, once again, that's the truth. Understand bondage and bondage and righteousness versus bondage that we went through, which was unrighteous. All right. But instead of focusing on the ones who are really here to do us some true harm and how we can stop that harm from happening, what can we do to fight against these people and what they're trying to do against us? Instead of focusing on that, what do we focus on? We can focus on this random dude walking down the street and telling him that he's going to hell and he ain't never going to be shit because his daddy wasn't shit. But you never hear them, you rarely, right? I won't say never, but you never hear the David Rockefellers. You never hear the Rothschilds who came out and said this is their plan and it's still their plan to this day. All right, you never hear about Bill Gates. Do sometimes, but not nearly as much hear about Bill Gates and his plan to literally depopulate Africa. You don't hear about Bill Gates when he said, hey, I got a microchip I'm planning for, and it, it's not for the Western world, it's for Africa. It's a microchip that's birth control, so you can pretty much, it'll, it'll be, you can mash a button on your phone and have an abortion. These are things that we don't focus on, but we will focus on this white dude walking down the street. We will focus on this, this Chinese man or this Arab man walking down the street and telling them, hey, you this, you that, and the third. So, we disobey Christ when Christ said what? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and high places. You know, you had the century in that Christ spoke to. Right? And Christ, and he said, Christ, can, can you heal my child? Christ said, okay, cool, I'll come to your house, I'll heal your child. Dude said, I'm not worthy of you to come to my house, but I got men under my control. And I know they do what I tell them to do when I tell them to do it. So I know you got spirits under your control. And when you tell them what to do, they're going to do it. So all you got to do is say the word and it'll be done. And Christ said what? I have not found faith this great in all of Israel. I, I, I've been all around Israel. I ain't found this faith in Israel. He said what? And I say unto you that many shall come from the east. And the west and shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast in the outer darkness. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So what is Christ saying? Hey, people are going to come from other places all over the world. But children of the kingdom, the children of Israel, some of those are going to be cast in the are going to be cast in the outer darkness. Alright, so... In today's terms, right, if we were living, if, if the Israelites were living, the Israelites today, not all of them, but a lot of the mainstream, they would have said, the Pharisees are my brothers, right, and they're going to rule. But the ascension right here is the damn devil and he going to hell. When Christ said the opposite. Christ said, hey, people are going to come from the east and the west. They're going to sit under the table, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But the, some of the Israelites, some of the, some of the people of the kingdom, they're going to be casting out of darkness. And they shall be weeping and gnashing their teeth. He told the Pharisees, what? You are like your father, the devil. He told the Pharisees, you like your father, the devil, man. But because we've been taught one way for so long, we can't see another way. And once again, I understand it, right? Because when you go back and you look at that history and you look at what these people did to us historically, it's messed up and it makes you angry. Surely oppression maketh the wise man mad. 
Right, and you can read in the scripture what did, what did God say? God say, I will hold on, let me I got the scripture pulled up. Let me read it for you. Deuteronomy 5 and 9, you shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I the Lord your God am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Break this scripture down though. What is it saying? Visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children of the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Of those who hate God, I'm going to visit that iniquity on their children to the third and the fourth generation. Why is that? Why does that not go with Deuteronomy 24 and 16? Fathers shall not be put to death because of their children, nor shall children be put to death because of their fathers. Each one shall be put to death for his own sin. Because what God is saying in Deuteronomy 5 and 9 is what? Hey, listen, if you hate me and you teach your kids to hate me and your kids go against me, then guess what? All y'all going to be punished. Everybody's going to be punished. That doesn't go against Deuteronomy 24 and 16 because you're still being punished for your sins. That's the problem I have with what Israel teaches right now, right? Israel teaches that we just cursed. We cursed and there's nothing we can do about it because our father sins. Now, what does the Bible say? If we come out of our sin, we shall be blessed. Come out of the sin. You understand? The generation before Joshua sinned against God. Joshua let that, God let that generation die. Joshua's generation wasn't punished. They were given the land. Ezekiel 18, 19 to 20. Yet you say, why should not the son suffer for the iniquity of the father? When the son has done what it, why should not the son suffer the iniquity of the father? When the son has done what is just and right and been careful to observe all my statutes, he shall surely live. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not suffer the iniquity of the father, nor the nor the father suffer the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. What God is saying is, guess what? If Jacob, if Amir, what was his name? Amir Rothschild, the progenitor of the Rothschild generation, right? He taught his kids to hate the children of God. So his kids hate the children of God, which means his kids hate God, and so God hates his kids the same way God hated his father. Because the sons are sinning in the same manner that the fathers are sinning, right? That same slave master would have beat his slaves down near to death. That's that same. That's the father of that guy who just shot up that supermarket and wrote on his gun, "Here's your reparations, nigger." That son is still following in the sins of his father because his father taught him that sin and he didn't turn from that way. The same way now. We have the people in Chicago killing each other, killing each other, killing each other. Why? Because their fathers or their lack thereof taught them to go about this way of life. Or someone that they counted as a father, someone they counted as a father figure taught them this way of life and they never changed. So they're going to be punished for the sins of their father. Their father taught them this. That's their father's sin, but they didn't change. My father, I'm sure, sinned against God. I'm not going to die because my father sins. I will die because of my sins. See, Ezekiel tells us what? And this is I'm going to get into the strangers that dwell amongst them, right? So let's dig into Ezekiel. All right, so we got Ezekiel. 
This is Ezekiel chapter 47, and this is verse 20, and I'm going to read all the way down to 23. So ye shall divide the land unto you according to the what? The tribes of Israel. This is the case right here, right? But they also, they always say, and I, I don't understand why you won't go to the scripture. They always say, well, what, what gate did the heathen come in into the kingdom? What gate? It's only, it's only 12 gates. It ain't 13 gates. It ain't 13 gates. It's only 12 gates. Where the heathen come in at? And it shall come to pass that ye shall divide it for a divided by lot for the heritage unto you and unto the strangers that sojourn among you, which ye which shall which shall beget children among you, and they shall be unto you as born in the country among the children of Israel. And they shall have an inheritance with you among the tribes of Israel. And it shall come to pass that in what tribe a stranger sojourneth, there shall ye give him his inheritance, saith the Lord God. So when they ask you what gate, why don't you bring up this scripture? Because it's not one of those ones that are taught, right? They're going to go to Revelation and say, well, look, the, the gates are named after the children of Israel. What gate they go in? Well, Ezekiel tell you what gate they go in. Ezekiel tells you this. Right? What, do the, what does Exodus 12 and 49 tell us? One law shall be for him that is homeborn and unto the stranger that sojourns among you, right? So even if you want to, if, 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 we always try to go to the New Testament and say, well, when it says Gentile, it's talking about people who are of the children of Israel and are fallen. So what about in that particular situation right there that we just read about? We can go back to it. What about right here? In Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 through 13, Christ didn't say, I haven't had faith this great in all of Judah. I haven't, I haven't seen faith this great in all of Judea. Christ said what? I haven't seen faith this great in all of Israel. And people shall come from the east and the west, but the children of the kingdom, not the children of Judah, the children of the kingdom, I ain't going to get what some of these people get. So see, there's no such thing as spiritual Israel. Israel is Israel. The children of God are the children of God by the flesh. Those same ones, right, will be the children of God by the spirit, the firstborn, the first begotten. That doesn't mean that other people cannot turn to the ways of the Most High God and be healed from their iniquity. The Bible tells us to be what? A light to the world, the salt of the earth. He didn't tell us to be the salt of Israel. That's why Christ came and did what? See, Christ followed God. Christ came and said what? I have come not but unto the children of the house of Israel. That's who I came for. But then once he taught the children, once he taught his disciples, what did he say? Now go and teach. Hey, sojourn here. Until the Spirit shall come among you and then go teach the rest of the world. Alright, take what I taught you. What I gave to the children. Because it's not fit to give the meat that's for the children to the dogs, right? But it is fit that the dogs eat the scraps. It is fit that eventually this is to be taught to the rest of the world. 
Because what's her end goal here, right? What, what's God's end goal? The righteousness of the world. That's why he put us here. He put us here so that we could show the rest of the world what God is like. We're God's children. We're God's children. So he put us here so we can show the world what God is like. So we can show the world who God is. So we must focus on the principalities in high places. We must focus on the ones who are doing us harm. Because if we don't, we're falling right into the trap. Right? We're letting things go that we shouldn't let go, and we're holding on to things that we shouldn't hold on to. We're focusing on this random dude walking down the street who ain't never done a thing to nobody. Ain't necessarily got a problem with you. But we're letting the ones slide that have literal plans. That they have in motion to wipe your whole nation off the face of the earth. Why? Because they want the earth under the control of the wicked. See, the same way Christ said the Pharisees were the seed of the devil. But that century is going to sit at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's the same way you could say Beyonce, Jay-Z, is of the seed of the devil. They might be my brothers in the flesh. But what did Christ say? Who is my mother? Who is my brother? The ones that do the will of my father. That's my mother and my brother. You understand? Now this isn't to say that anybody should ever boast against the natural branches. That's what, that's what the Bible tells us, right? Don't boast against the natural branches. The natural branches are the natural branches, right? We are the rulers of the earth. The Israelites, by the flesh, are the rulers of the planet earth. That's what we were put here for. But we are to rule in righteousness. Because other nations engage in unrighteousness doesn't give us the right to engage in unrighteousness. Because we are held to a different standard. We have to engage in righteousness. The rulership that we shall engage in, the bondage that we shall subject the rest of the earth to is a righteous bondage. But see, the unrighteous shall be dealt with in a different way. I'm not going to say what way the unrighteous shall be dealt with. If we read the scriptures, we know which way the unrighteous shall be dealt with. But the righteous of the earth have to be dealt with in righteousness. Ezekiel told us what? The ones who surjoin among you, right? So we look in Ezekiel, it tells us the one that surjoins among us shall get an inheritance just like us. Why? Because we read in Exodus 12 and 49 that the same law applies to both. Both Israel and the strangers that sojourn among you. So they're keeping the same law that we're keeping. What did the Bible tell us? Don't say that we have, hold on, let me pull up the scripture. Give me one second.
Matthew 3 and 9 tells us what? And think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you, that God is able to make these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. So God say, hey man, don't boast on the fact that you're the children of Israel. Because even if you're the children, you've got to keep the law. And that puts you in a position of rulership. That puts you in a position of rulership. Being Israel and keeping the law puts you in a position of rulership. Being a Gentile and keeping the law just doesn't put you in death, doesn't put you in eternal hellfire. It puts you in a righteous bondage to the Israelites. It puts you in the kingdom. Well, you just got to do the same thing you do now. Get up and go to work. So we have to start making the habit of focusing on the children of the devil who are doing harm to us. The ones who were just in Davos, Sweden, planning out how to take over the world. Those are the ones that we should be focused on. And we should be focused on making plans, biblical, scriptural plans. That can help us evade these tactics. That can help us prepare an army for the Most High God. For Christ when he returns. Because I'm going to say this again. And I say it a lot. But I'm going to say it again right now. Christ is coming back for an army of 144,000 of the Israelites. That army has to be raised. Christ is coming back as a general to command an army. He ain't coming back to raise one. The groom shall come when the bride has made herself ready. That's when the groom shall come, when the bride has made herself ready. We must make ourselves ready as a nation. We must begin an exercise in nation building. We must rehearse the righteous acts. Right? This is righteousness over everything. Amen. But that's all I had to say today, man. Shalom. Godspeed to you, man. Keep the laws. All right? Keep the laws and rehearse the righteous acts, man. Shalom. Godspeed.